pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. There's no judgment here on what time it is. <laughs> and join us for the Real Laughs and Unreal Estates podcast. We are your hosts, Louise James and Trisha Zimmerling. Real estate is something we've all dreamt about, whether it's that multi-million dollar listing or it's that horrible experience you've encountered that gives you nightmares at night. Well, we are going to spill all the beans on the stories we've experienced and our coworkers have. We are bringing you the easy vibes and infectious laughter that makes the most daunting stories feel like a walk in the park. But not only that, we are entrepreneurs by day and also moms by night. People hear realtor and assume we're bathing in money and living that selling sunset lifestyle. <laughs> well, we're going to give you the down and dirty of what that actually looks like, because that's not the case. <laughs> it's like HGTV met a stand-up comedy show with a spicy conversation thrown in for good measures. So if you want to see the real side of being a business owner and the unreal side of how to get there, then you've come to the right spot. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Real Labs and Unreal Estates podcast. We had a really good episode first time. Yes, it was yes. super exciting. Our first episode was launched and I don't know, it's like adrenaline. It was so exciting. I honestly kind of forgot the day that we were launching it. I'm not going to lie. I just sit kid at home, mom light. And then all of a sudden I started getting text messages from people telling me about and they listened to it. And I was like, oh my God, it was so exciting. It was. It was very good. Yeah, it was super fun. So thank you for everyone who's supporting us so far. We love all the comments and everything I know with it. And yeah, we can't wait to keep making more and more episodes for you. Yes. So we have talked a lot about real estate because real estate is, I think, the part that most people are most interested in because it's something that people dream about. They're like, well, I love houses. I'd be a good realtor. But today we are going to talk about being a mom and an entrepreneur, because that's something Louise and I were just, and Michaela, we were all just talking about this before, that that's something that isn't talked about until you're in the brunt of it or like it's in the grind. And I think this can relate to like, this is, this mostly relates to women, but also a lot of men who choose to be that type, the hands-on type dad. Yeah, this relates to them too. Yeah, because it's hard. It's anybody leaving their child and going to work and having that child at home and caring for them and mm-hmm. kind of doing the work-life balance. Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah. I mean, being a parent alone is stressful enough, but knowing that you have the responsibility to also put a roof over your family's head is just like an added stress on top of making sure you also just like create this super happy but also respectful human being which is like the end goal right exactly yeah and that's for any commission type job right Mm -hmm. you're trying to actually make ends meet and and excel and move further and grow your you know your income and your business but there's never that guarantee no no so, well, we're in obviously different motherhood stages. <laughs> yes. What was your, what's your favorite part of like the balance between, well, not the balance. What's your favorite part of being a mom and also an entrepreneur? Like what's things that are highlighted for you for having both of those hats? Boy, I would say being a mom, I was able to be with my kids mm-hmm. and able to 
see every single stage along the way and, and just be there for them. That was the most important to me. And although when I got into real estate, my kids were older. Yeah. So they were, oh gosh, I don't even know how exact ages, but they were high school-ish. And I think one had just almost graduated. So yeah, it's tricky though. It is because you still want to be there. They yeah. still need you no matter what. Totally. Right? And you also, it's not only them need you, you need them to. Yeah. Because <laughs> you miss them and you want to share any new life experiences, things like that. Well, when they get to, because you've two girls, so when they get to that age, like you actually are becoming your best friends with your daughters yeah. because you're no longer just having to make sure they're alive. You have to, like at that point, you can actually be a, a friend and yeah, a confidence and everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. How about you? I think my favorite part is the the flexibility. So we have Wesley in daycare full time. Does he go full time? No. So if he is sick, we actually have the like, I don't have to check with a boss to be like, oh, That's can I have nice. a day? I have no idea how parents do it. I would have no clue. No, right? Oh, how the stress involved in that 100%. to have a sick child and then have yes. to choose. Now, what do I do? Yes. I got to find either someone to look after him yeah. or her. Oh, or you, you send know, them back to daycare sick? Yeah. Yeah. Or you okay. stay home and then you're only allotted so many days that you can have off? Totally. Yeah. That's stressful. Yeah. And then the other thing, which I had mentioned to you before, which is a reason why I wanted to do this podcast, is I got to maintain my identity as a person while still being a mom. That was something that like I grew up with a stay-at-home mom and she was amazing. I remember she went through like the the roller coasters of wanting to go back to work every so often she'd get into a funk and like I get like I get it now back then I was like why would you want to go to work you're with me all the time but like I get it (laughs) and I didn't take maternity leave so Justin was like huge help we were a partnership but I had to go right back to work and like there are so many times that I'm not gonna lie I cried because I had to go back to work but now I look look back on it and I see like I have friends going through this and stuff right now I never lost my identity of who I was. Like, yes, I'm a mom, but I got to leave the house and still be Trisha the realtor. Yes. And be confident in myself and like still have that identity without a child on my hip. And I didn't realize in my first year of postpartum, like how incredible that was until now. I like look back on it and I'm like, holy shit, that was like something that is like, that's why men have it easy. Like most of the time it's the man that goes back to work, but like. Yeah, that was incredible to be able to have that ability. Easy, but also hard. Oh, yeah. Because, yes, you gain all of that independence and you ha- you're meeting people. You're still getting out there. You feel like you're living your life as, as you did naturally before. Yeah. But there's also the hard part of that, too. The sleepless nights, you know, the, the emotions, all of that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. If I didn't have Justin, I would have been screwed because... The amount of sleep deprivation you get with a baby, Justin had to look over all of my work. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm capable of putting together the contracts and stuff like that. But the amount of spelling errors that I had was ridiculous. And then you know how your stupid computer then goes and autocorrects stuff? Yes. And like, if you're not really paying attention, and sometimes it autocorrects it so fast that you don't notice. And I felt so bad. So I had these clients that I've done multiple deals on. And they have a different, like, they're a different nationality, different background, and they have very complicated names. Yes. You met them. <laughs> and 
they did three deal, two deal. I usually copy and paste because like I did, but yeah. then autocorrect changed it oh, all no. the time for me, and I didn't catch them at the beginning. <laughs> and they were like, they were super lovely clients. Like they're honestly, they're the best clients. They're also older too, so they can like use technology, but it's not also the easiest thing for yes. them. Yeah. And I screwed up in their names every single time I sent them a contract. <laughs> and I had a client like that into the same thing. <gasps> I changed it and it kept changing back. I can't remember the name, but it, I remember doing it. I thought, and every time they finally said, like, can you change it in your computer? And I had, but it just kept changing back on you. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with my computer. I just like accepted it. I'm like, sorry, guys, this is just going to happen. <laughs> and like Justin even double checked it for me. There's even sometimes that I sent it to them on like the DocuSign and somehow doc it got changed on DocuSign too oh. without me doing it because I had ju Justin, like I would triple check my work. Justin would double check my work to make sure, especially for these clients because of how many times it happened. Yeah. And it would still freaking screw up. But yeah, I guess that's like that. You do have a very supportive husband. I do. And partner. I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys work really well together. Just to be able to work around that, because a lot of couples, if one has a, a more flexibility in their job and the other one doesn't, yeah, it's still hard to have that support. I mean, you guys, you guys work really well together. You figure it all out. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy, but... It's good. <laughs> everyone, we love it. Yeah, everyone says they're like, wow. And it's like, we love it because we get a good style, like a great life. But like, arguments happen. Oh, yes. Like, it's not smooth sailing. And also, Justin came in. So I was six years in the business. No, five, six years in the business. I don't even know. And Justin came in. So I had essentially seniority on him. So from him to go from being the main income earner where he was the boss, kind of like he was, he was in like more of like a supervisor, planner, and management role. And then it came in and then had to essentially take orders from his wife. Yeah. And learn. And then also to have a baby on top of that where yeah. the mom's already barking orders. Yes. That was interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you have a solid relationship if you do decide. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say that. So I got into real estate later. My kids were older. So yeah. It was very easy for me to run a business because I didn't have to be home at a certain time. Yeah, I, so. You know, they were independent. They could do everything themselves. Yeah. Right? But for you, a lot of people say, oh, don't get into real estate when you just have a newborn. What are your thoughts? on that wait the year or say and start your whole business right when they're young I yeah I do not think if like because I was five years six five to six years in the business when I had Wesley yeah so I had an established business yes, foundation yeah I have some people who are interested in getting into real estate yeah and they're thinking of doing it now because they have a baby and it's gonna be the toughest years of your life yeah. is my thing. I don't necessarily recommend it. Like I know everyone thinks like, mm -hmm. oh, but you have like more flexibility, which don't get me wrong. You do. But like for myself, one of the big values of my business is my customer service. And like I get, and I know you're the same way. I get like emotionally involved with yes. all of my clients. Like obviously it's not, like the house they're buying or the house they're selling isn't my house. 
But like, it starts to feel like it. Like I have an emotional attachment. Like it is such a great feeling when it sells or when they buy a house. And I could not imagine getting into the business and then not having, let's say kind of like your schedule set, like getting the flow of real estate and not being able to go out to show a house or be available on a weekend or something like that. And then a client misses out on that sale because of my schedule. Yeah. And that is the one thing is that it took five years for me to figure out the all the ins and the outs of real estate. And yeah, I, I think it's hard. If you're going to do it, get a mentor because you're going to freaking need it. Yeah. You're going to need someone to cry to you. You're going to need someone to support you. You can't get in and on your, well, you if you get in and on your own, just be prepared. But if you have the ability, wait it out until your child's at least in full-time daycare. and. If they're not, just so it's going to be one of the hardest things. I think doing that was harder than being a mom, to be honest, like juggling the both. Yeah, because I don't like the amount of times that I had to go to an appointment and like strip Wesley off of me and he was screen crying and oh, Justin took him. So hard. And then I'd walk down the stairs, crying my eyes out and cry oh, all the way so to the appointment. And then the last five minutes, open the window to dry my eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then put on a happy face. And like, I mean, I was happy to see my fine. So like, also, you know, no, I know. Yeah, and that was, like, from such a, like, young age on. So, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, it's hard. I, and to not have experienced any of that, to just get into it with a baby would just, I think, is going to be There's a lot of emotion. Yeah. There's a lot of that, especially when you just have a baby. Yeah. And I guess it depends on your support, too. Totally. Totally. Yeah, it does. And, like, I think if you're a guy doing this, too, like, I think that, I honestly think that it can be a really good time to be a man. Get like if you have the ability to have a pat leave with your wife or some like if your wife's not working, I think that you could get into like a male could get into it because I remember what Anthony in my in our office yes. told Justin and I when we were pregnant. He's like, he looked at Justin. He's like, just so you know, you're nothing. The first three months, <laughs> like you are nothing. You are there to support your wife but the baby doesn't want you and I remember being like no Anthony like the baby's gonna want both of us we're gonna split it 50 50 and Justin's like Trish he's right I was like no our relationship's different it doesn't matter the baby was inside me like of course it's gonna want me all the time yes it's the comfort and that was exactly it the baby Justin was just there to like help (laughs) but yeah the baby like doesn't like he doesn't want like he doesn't cry for Justin he cries yeah, oh, right. No, I know that's usually normal, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Which yeah, it's funny, but I don't know. I think that you are right, though. I think that it's better to get into it because everyone thinks that you have that work-life balance. It's better that more availability, but with young kids, you're still so strapped to their timelines, whereas their schedules exactly, and you never know their schedules that change. Would you have changed anything for the way that you got into real estate? No, I, I, it wasn't a planned thing. Mm-hmm. It was something that just came up. So I was given an opportunity that I truly appreciated mm-hmm. at that time. It was exactly what I needed. So it was meant to be, I feel. Yeah. So I wouldn't change it, but it wasn't something that I really planned. I was kind of in, I don't want to say panic mode, but in, you know, I. You had pressure. Yeah, I had pressure. I'm a mom of pressure. I just come out of, you know, separating and. I needed a, a career. I'd been home for over 20 years. Yeah. I needed something fast and I needed something that made 
a good amount of money, which we're going to talk about. I needed to be able to make that income that I felt comfortable with. And, yeah. you know, it was either go back to school or get into this and this fell in my lap. And yeah, yeah, that's I, good. I wouldn't change it. No, I wish I would have gotten in earlier. Yeah, to tell you the truth, what like it yeah. could have how like at what age would your kids be that you think would be like prime to get into it? Oh gosh, I don't even I don't even know that. For me, it was more if everything is set out for the kids being of that certain age and depending on what sports they're in, and then having that support at home. Because if you don't have the support, everything yeah. just kind of crumbles. Hundred percent. I feel it would. It's it's really hard to do it on your own. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Being a single mom or a single parent is like next level. Couldn't even imagine it. Yeah. As, a, as young, you little kids. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just any kid. Yeah. Even older too, though. Like, I mean, as even though your girls were older, like that's still like a lot of hormonal emotions. They're going through a lot. Too, yeah. Right. That you have to deal with. Like, it's hard not yeah, to like try to mop it. You try to keep it all level playing field right yeah. and it's all emotions are kind of controlled i don't know if i did a very good job at that at the very end there but you do the best that you could do always I, it doesn't matter what stage i think that's on. almost harder yeah i don't know how well not almost harder i like i think that's just like a completely different ball game because you know there's like first it's not like first steps it's like first kisses first boys first loves yeah anything yeah First jobs, first firing. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. The, the, and just being a teenager. Yeah. 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 That's, that's difficult. But I don't know. That's good, though. What's the... Well, I guess just because you said this. So one thing I have to give props for is stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home parents in general. Because I think I had told you about this, though. But just some people don't see the... Don't have the value. appreciation. Yeah, the value yeah. of it. A lot of people don't think there's easy. They think it's easy and you're not doing anything. Oh my gosh. What I would give to have a stay at home parent at home. I know, right? Take care of me and our child (laughs) (laughs) and our house. I literally this weekend, I worked a little bit on, I worked on Saturday, but Wesley was sent. And we have just been so busy with work and then so busy with Wesley's sicknesses. I think I had like eight loads of laundry to do and fold. And that was my entire weekend was doing this laundry or like with having Wesley around and then also like feeding us and then doing groceries. And I was like, I finished everything yesterday. And I was like, yeah, like, I did it. <laughs> and then Justin came home. He's like, oh, that's good. And I'm like, and you feel so accomplished, right? You feel like I did. I actually got all this accomplished. And I know. And and it's it's diminished. It's right? uh, it's something well, good for you. You did your work at home. I and, know. But it's hard. Yeah. It's I remember going to the grocery store with two little ones. Both. It was I remember I would nurse one right before I left, like get up from a nap, nurse, change diapers, off you go to the grocery store. So I had a newborn and a two-year-old. And I remember getting to the grocery store. My two-year-old had a meltdown because wanted something, a toy, a candy or whatever, right? And then the the newborn started crying. I had a cart full of groceries. I remember walking out in tears 
I was crying. I had to leave all the groceries behind. I had to get the kids in the car and I cried all the way home. I had oh, no groceries. No. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this. I need, I need, it's to, hard. I need, you know, to do it, have somebody look after them, get my husband to look after them. Mm-hmm. And so I could do groceries. Yeah. It's the emotion. It's always emotion, right? Maybe that's the woman. But it's also sleep. No, but it's also sleep deprivation. Yeah, true. Like before I had kids, I did. I was like, oh, women are just more emotional. But it's like, yeah, you're more emotional because like before kids, you got like, I mean, I was, I sleep. You have, you're a good sleeper too. You like your sleep. I love my sleep. Like I I didn't get a minimum of eight hours a night. I was like, yeah, whoa, like don't talk to me. And then you have a kid and somehow you go, like you get three hours and you're like, well, that was an improvement. Yeah. I only got two hours last night and you function. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're going to have a mental breakdown if your child's at a store or something like yeah, that. That's but, true. Yeah. But you, you have to deal with it on like a full 24-7 basis. There's no breaks. There's no breaks. No. But having a stay-at-home parent, like, can you, if you were to hire out someone to cook for you, to clean for you, I know, daycare that's freaking expensive like there's not like and even that emotion what you're teaching your kids yes that's the pressure too and then you know the other thing too which just sounds really stupid getting enough clothes for your kids for the changing season and going through the old clothes that is so time consuming (laughs) no one talks about that that is the one thing that i'm like and we were getting into the winter season and my mom's like do you have boots for a wedding? Like, no. She's so like, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. And I was like, oh. She's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. Like, I have two 10-hour work days. <laughs> and like, and she's like, do you want me to do it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my <laughs> mom went out. And I'm like, so I was like, yeah. And then I literally, it was going, so with all this laundry that I did, I like pulled it all and I'm putting away his clothes and like half of his shit, he doesn't fit it. But I'm like, I don't have time to deal with this right now. <laughs> I know, to pull it all out. It's so time consuming. Yes. There's so much stuff. There's That's so why I say like, if you have a stay at home partner, hug them. Love them. Yes. Yeah. Know how much they're doing behind the scenes because they are losing their identities. All they have is being a parent. And I and- didn't feel that. Yes. I felt that because I was. At home all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I loved it. I wouldn't change that. I loved that. But I did lose my best part. And I did lose that feeling of independence and that feeling of even accomplishment. Yeah. Because you're not, it's never talked about that you raise a child and good for you. You know, your accomplishment is that you got to shower and brush your teeth that day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which like. So I started to miss that part of things and Mm -hmm. meeting new people. Yeah. And feeling like I accomplished something mm-hmm. more than just looking after your child, which is yeah. the biggest accomplishment. But yeah, but you know, you kind of miss that word world or I did. Totally. But I, I love it being at home too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's incredible. And if you have someone that is a stay-at-home parent, just make sure you appreciate them and love them. And then also if you have a partner that is at work, love them, appreciate them because the emotional turmoil all around with every single job yeah. is hard. It is. It's very hard. And yeah, I don't know. Have you had any interesting stories with work lately? No, I don't think so. I don't. Th- I mean, one big thing was, and this isn't really a story, but it's just a take note. 
paint your house. Paint, oh yeah, paint oh, yeah. your yeah. house. Not yeah. yourself though. If no, you're not a good painter. <laughs> no, but I find that that's the yeah. deepest thing that you can do totally. to improve your home. But it's also the biggest thing that people look at. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even though it's it's such silly things that they could fix on their own. Totally. If they see a whole bunch of scuff marks and ding marks and different things like that, they walk away from the home just because of that. Well, it doesn't feel like it's well maintained. Then. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's one thing that I would say would be a big. How about you? Interesting. Let me think here. I feel like I had a, I've had a couple like. Well, I feel like a lot of people are moving to Edmonton from out of balance. Yes. I just had somebody call or reach out to me on Instagram. Yeah. Moving from Ontario here. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> this is just something. So if you're moving here from out of province, depending what province you're in, Alberta has really cold winters. <laughs> so I actually had a buyer come and question. So it was the day before possession day. Question why the concrete was cracked on the outside sidewalk yeah so there was like it was like where the garbage pails were yeah, yeah. and the realtor was so freaking lovely like the whole deal like it was just one of those deals where like sometimes honestly you guys there's like realtors on the other side that just make your life living hell yes and you're like how did you become a real estate agent how did these people hire you yeah but this realtor was just like on on value everything on tune with me and she just messaged me the day before and said that her clients were concerned about the cracking on the outside. And I was like, where? Because I thought she meant like the foundation, foundation or yeah. something. She's like, the sidewalk. And I was like, like on the ground? She's like, yeah, beside the ground. I was like, so I called her and I was like, what? She's like, my clients are concerned about this. I'm like, where are your clients from? She's like, BC. I was like, oh my oh, God. No. <laughs> I was like, do you have a picture? She's like, no. So I went to the house to look because I was like, maybe something like major. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was just like, like, I mean, every crack. concrete outside is cracked. Yeah. Like yeah. all the roads, everything. It's just like a regular concrete crack that we all see. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't. So I had just because I was like trying so hard to be like nice about it and like, I like mentioned it to my clients and they kind of just giggled. They're like, I just told them, I was like, I just need to make sure nothing happened. They're like, like right there, like where it's like this house is like 60 years old. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, so if you are looking at houses and you're from out of province, understand we have very drastic temperature changes. Yes. And concrete doesn't bend, it cracks. Yeah. So if that happens, it's normal. It's normal. It's normal. And <laughs> I mean, you can ask something. I'll make it. I'll give the other party a good laugh. And me just giggle. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was probably. It's just funny. It's just funny how people's minds work sometimes. Well, coming from out of province, they don't know. Right? Well, yeah, but you don't think some pumps are big because a lot of places don't have them. Really, I had people. Where were they from? Can't remember exactly where they were from. They'd never seen a sun pump. Oh, never. Interesting. Well, I guess a lot of places don't have basements. Isn't it BC? BC doesn't have BC. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, it's not where they were from. I can't remember. Yeah, BC doesn't usually. No. I'm kind of thinking, though, they were out east, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they'd never seen a sun pump, didn't know what it was for, didn't know how it worked. Nothing. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's so interesting. Huh. Well, oh, this is a funny one, too. I was showing this beautiful house. Well, sorry. I'm going to say beautiful. It wasn't beautiful. I really love old houses and I see the potential, but this house was rough, like very, very rough. It was just off Connors Road. And this is with one of my longtime clients. We checked it out. 
And I like, I like skimmed through the photos, but as a realtor, like you have multiple clients they are all sending you houses. So like I look through the photos, but you just look fast just to make sure it kind of like checks the boxes. And so we get there, my client's like, yeah, I'm a little concerned on the electrical. She's like, did you notice in the photos? So I was like, no. So this house was built, what was it? Like, I think it was like 1920s, to be honest. It still had a concrete foundation, which was great. But the I'm assuming it was a man who lived there. I'm assuming it was a husband and wife, but there was just a, a man on title still. And he, over the years, he must have just like thought that, I don't even know, just like gotten upset with the government or something. And he had rewired his house, but not like hardwired. So he had like solar panels throughout, like little mini solar panels and inside like inside and outside of the home and had like rewired. So you had all these extension cords and everything. So where the actual light fixture that was like fixed in the house, he had an extension cord to another light oh, fixture no. beside it so that he never had to use the like grid. He only used his solar panel. So he had this like, you know, oh, like no. junior high or high school and you learn like these electrical things. He yeah, literally yeah. had one of those things that it looked like he had just like soldered like a little piece of wire. on, And he had this like beside the electrical panel, his own like crazy just oh, contraption. And then from there, like all the wires were just on the outside of the wall. So they just ran to all oh. different areas. And it was the funniest thing I've ever did seen. Did you take a picture of that? I did it. I should have. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so funny. And then it was hilarious because some of the lights, like he couldn't get into the ceiling because this is an old house. So like it's a plaster ceiling. So he had them like the lights hanging on like a hanger off oh, the ceiling, no. off the like old fixture. Oh my God. It was. You just walked through this? It was a couple weeks ago now. Oh, I'd love to go see this Oh, house. It might still be in the market, actually, but it was so funny. I just never seen that. And I didn't pay enough attention when I was looking at the photos because, like, my client knows what she likes. So, like, I didn't have to, like, look too hard, but I was just like, whoa, when we looked at yeah. it. Oh, it was so funny. You know, that would be a nice contract that you'd write up and oh, have to exclude this and take out this and ring oh, it I think, I think oh my gosh. Is, like I think that's the only way you could do that house like you would have just had to accept it because there was like for sure insurance issues yeah like absolutely. fire hazards yeah and then the roof too you could see like some of the shingles are falling off and it was like shingle on top of shingle on top of shingle like they never <laughs> took off any old shingles either so oh no yeah it was a, it was a gooder but it was a beautiful location like it overlooked where oh my gosh I'm just totally drawing a blank where the pyramids are. Um, oh, down downtown. Yeah, but that hill. Connors Hill. Nope. Yeah, but like this E hill. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Don't know the name. I know, I'm blanking right now. <laughs> I know the name of it. I was trying to think of a festival that's held there. Yeah. And I'm totally drawing I know, a blank. I can't. I can't. I know what you're talking about. We'll blame them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was really good. It was a good house. So that was like my 19th. 50s my one downtown that the builder had purchased yeah oh yeah you should talk about that <laughs> that was it's sad though because the guy that had lived in it had lived in there his whole life and his mom had lived there so they had a lot of stuff it was a borderline hoarder house though yeah it was there was a lot of stuff mm -hmm. yeah so that house was falling apart too with the shingles and the even the staircases and all of that. They had exterior staircases that were falling and yeah, they had a lot of different things going on in there. But that video at the end when I showed you that. That was hilarious. That was yeah. It was, it was packed. all it was packed full of stuff. They 
they were able to leave whatever they didn't want in the home because if he was being demol demolishing it. So they left a lot of stuff. Like a lot. Like it looked like someone still full-time lived there. Yeah. And as you do know, there. right after that, when they moved out, the builder had taken possession. Within 24 hours, people were starting to try to get into it. That fast? Yeah, there was broken window. They're they trying to get in because that's downtown. There's a lot of homeless people that are living downtown. And I think they were looking for shelter. And even in the trees, they were around the trees because the owner contacted me and he says, we're going to have to take down all the trees and we're going to have to demolish the house. But I just kind of get there fast enough because trying to get it down because people are trying to move in. It's getting cold out. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in for our episode. Yes. We hope you have a wonderful day.